The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Well, it's brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Friday the 16th of December and we are here to preview the World Cup final and the third and fourth place game to be held. Third, fourth place game, Saturday the 17th World Cup final on Sunday the 18th of December. And here to help us guide us through it is uh, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, how are you doing? Evening, Mal. All good, thank you. Struggling a little bit today after a uh, work's Christmas party yesterday. So we were out from midday, got home at about midnight. So a good 12-hour session on the booze yesterday. Uh, well, did you, where did you go? Were you just around the bars? Was there any activities? Um, mainly just around the bars. We did go to a little quirky little place with amusement in, bit of air hockey, basketball, table football, all of that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, just mainly out drinking and a little bit of dancing, you know. But as discussed, you don't get the big hangover, do you? No, surprisingly. I mean, I had a, I had a proper skinfall yesterday, really, really good, <laughs> good drink. Um, and I could tell when I got home I'd had a really good drink uh, and I got up at 8 o'clock this morning feeling surprisingly fresh, which was good because I did have work to do today. So um, I, I'm tired. But other than that, no illness, no headaches, no sickness, no nothing like that. So that good. winds me up, that bad. That winds me right up. Like, it's why I look at a looking kind of beer now. I'm ill for about three days. I feel like I've been run over. I am, I am going to have a right good whinge anyway, because um, I'm just sick of having this cold, Baz. I keep having to mute the mic. They cough me, ring up. Like, I'm just bored of it. It's been about, seems like, three months now. I'm absolutely sick of it. I look out the window. It makes us feel good. I mean, it's been proper cold up here the last couple of weeks, like minus three, minus four, every single day. Um and I'm just snotty and phlegmy and it's boring bars. I've had to go out this afternoon. I've been up to St. James's Park this afternoon. Uh, I've got a job tonight, set the casino stuff up in there. And then I couldn't bring myself to go out and work it, so I've employed somebody to go and do my job tonight uh, so I can sit here. And then I've got to go and get the shit back out at midnight. So I'm going to have to leave here about half 11 in the freezing cold to get all the stuff down from St. James's Park at midnight. And I'm just feeling sorry for myself, Baz. I'm absolutely sick of it. Have you got any uh, uh, sympathetic words? No, I mean, nobody else is going to feel sorry for you. I mean, nah. whilst, whilst we're on the subject, I mean, we should apologise to the listeners as well, because on our last episode, you did tell them we'd be back on Wednesday night to, to talk about the uh, semi-finals. And so here we are two days late. I know you like to moan at me when I'm 10, 15 minutes late, but but you know, went to you this time. Here we are, two days down the line. Two, well, two I'm not sure. I'm sure there was some uh, miscommunication there because I was working on Wednesday, and I was working 
I am working today, so I don't know why we would have agreed to that, Baz. I think you've hoodwinked me there. Like, um, yeah, it just seemed like a couple of days ago that the the semi-finals were played, but Tuesday and Wednesday night. That's because they were. I think we had um, success really in both, and we handicapped the cock and balls off the first one, and then the second one um, we didn't get sort of the main plays right, but we picked up enough sort of extraneous Sorry. stuff around the edges, the peripherals. We got a few peripherals, right, didn't we, to keep us in I, plus I money, know, I think. I don't know what, don't know what, what you picked, uh, but I definitely got my main stuff right on the second game, so I'd have to... Oh, did you? On okay, that. then. My, my main pick on the second game was the... Uh, second game was the France game, wasn't it? France minus 1.5 uh, goals. Oh, okay. Uh, so, sorry, France over 1.5 goals. Um, and also sure. up the cards, and as on the cards there, came in cruised in so I've done quite well on the second game thank you very much no fair enough I'm just talking talking about myself Baz uh, we'll start with Argentina 3 Croatia nil from Tuesday night nailed uh, my picks Argentina on the money line at 5-6 to six. was pretty much um, handicapped just on the back of what I saw against Holland without the mad stupid 8 minutes of them going Cambridge United for the last eight minutes. Um, it was the same game and pretty much the same result, really. Um, Argentina minus 1.5 at a price of 5-2 to two as well. That was a great bet. The handicap was spot on. Croatia never looked like a goal threat. Actually, Croatia played all right in the first half an hour. They knocked it around a little bit. But without ever running the risk of scoring a goal. Um, so, yeah, they did okay. They I suppose the talking right was the penalty in the first half. I was absolutely stunned, Baz, when we got to half time and Roy Keane and was it Ian Wright, I think, and Gary Neville all said that it was no penalty. Um yeah, I, I didn't get that. It was just a pen, wasn't it? Now I've it got so there's two people in my life, Baz. One of them doesn't know he's in my life for this reason. Um when we when we publish this, I'll check him in it. I'll uh I'll I'll tag him in it and he might get a bit of a surprise. But there's two people in my life who were barometers of whether I think I'm right or if I'm right, and you know one of them, if there's a person disagrees with me, I know I'm right. And yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're That's laughing because you know yeah. exactly who I'm talking about. Everybody, if you, <laughs> we have quite a lot of friends and family listening to this show, you know who I'm talking about. If this person has this opinion, you can be guaranteed it's a wrong opinion. Now, there's another person on Twitter... Um, do, do you know who Gaz Bainbridge is, Baz, at all? No, I have seen you. You're yeah. replying him a few times lately, but I don't know him, no. Gaz Bainbridge is a bit of a local legend non-league footballer. Um, scored winning goals at Wembley and FA Vases for North Shields. I saw him score a great goal in the Northumberland Senior Cup final um, at St James's Park against... Uh, was that Blythe Spartans, maybe? Um Interviewed him once at Newcastle Benfield when I was doing some local radio and stuff. And follow him on Twitter. Now, he's got no idea who I am. However, the main thing that I love about Gaz Bainbridge is he knows Dennis Bergkamp didn't mean that goal against Nick Ostabizas, right? <laughs> yeah, that's my starting point for someone who knows what they're talking about. And then if I've got an opinion on something, and if, I, if maybe if I'm going to Twitter, I'll open Twitter and within four or five tweets, Gas is there before me. He's like, it's like we're kindred mind twins. Each. So I opened Twitter to have a look at that penalty. And Gas was like, that's just a blatant penalty. So that backed me up. Like, and, and I knew person A 
wouldn't have had it. Actually, person A had already turned the game off in a strop because Argentina were winning. And I think his exact words were, I hope someone stamps on Messi's face, the cheating little Argy, and lots of swear words. I mean, the kid's got issues, we know this. Um, so, thanks, Gasby and Bridge. I will uh, tag you in this and you can well, go, go a bit fanboy. But I just couldn't understand why they didn't think that was a penalty at all. Um, and then the second half, Messi absolutely loved it. Kind of the game got away a little bit from Croatia. Um, and yeah, they finished finished three 0 pretty straightforward. Um, it keeps our South America bet going, Baz, the winning continent, even money that we put up uh, before the quarterfinals, and Argentina that we put up at nine to one after that defeat against Saudi Arabia. Uh, they are now a hell of a lot shorter than that going into a into a one off game um, against France. So yeah, how did your bets work out, and uh, I mean, what did you make of the game? Forget. Let's not forget, I tip Argentina right at the start as well, Mark. And I know. You well, know, I'm just passing it over to you, Arna. Fuck it um, out. Yeah, no, no. To be fair, you 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 got the Argentina game first game. I think we sort of swapped roles. You you nailed the first game, I think, and the, and then the second game was was more more me. Uh, but yeah, I I thought. I mean, I'd, I'd sort of had the right ideas. I, I knew Argentina had sort of controlled games where despite the score lines they, they'd sort of kept kept games under control for the majority of it uh, but I did think Croatia would put up a bit more of a fight so um, uh, I, I, told, I said at the time I was I was taking Croatia to get the draw purely on, on sort of the value offered there so I didn't do do too good on, on that one but I have got Argentina um, in the outright which is which is all good for me I think um, I had a look back at my wall chart actually down here and I had uh, two of the four semi-finalists. Like, I know um, you're not going to win huge prizes. Like, I had France and um, Argentina uh, in alternate semi-finals with, with France and Brazil getting through to the finals. So uh, we, were, we were both right on, uh, on one of them getting there. Uh, the second game, uh, France to Morocco, nil. Uh, my main pick was the draw in Morocco to score one goal. Both those lost. Uh, did it the corners, though, on those peripherals. Had the corners worked out pretty well. Nearly jinxed myself after half an hour messaging you and saying, 30 minutes gone, no corners. And then there was four corners in about 10 seconds. Um, yeah. Half-time finished on four. And then there was only one corner in the second half, remarkably. It was like in the 93rd minute as well. I nearly jinxed yeah. it again. I was going to send you another message. Um, and then there was another corner. I thought, oh, stop it. Um, so that finished on five. And I'd ladded them. The total was at nine. Um, and I'd gone all the way down to, I think, under six and a half. Um, under seven, sorry, was at a price of seven to four plus 275. Sorry, 11 to four plus 275. Um, under eight was plus 162. Um, 13 to 8 so loads of value all the way down the ladder there so happy with that one um, I thought Morocco were a little bit unlucky pass really the first goal after 5 minutes that's always a, uh, hard to come back whoever whoever you're playing in it was a mistake by the defender the defender dived in got caught the wrong side France probably could have had a second goal in that first half so missed a chance they made 2 or 3 half chances but then half-time, Morocco had hung in and really dominated the first 20 minutes of that second half. was all going down the right-hand side. Hakimi and Ziyech and Unahi was playing really well. Made loads and loads of sort of good opportunities without fastening that one clear-cut goal. 
Um, they could have scored in stoppage time as well. There was a couple of mad scrambles in stoppage time. Kid accidentally blocked it on the line with his knees. So we were a bit unlucky with our both teams to score there, Buzz. Um, I think having conceded early, Morocco were always in trouble here. And then those injuries that we talked about came back to hurt them. The one centre-back never made it past the national anthems. Um, Roman Sice never made it past 20 minutes. Um, he went off. And then there was never really going to be the depth uh, for them. So, yes, Morocco being a brilliant story. Uh, not fluky at all. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. Hakimi was a lot better than I saw in AFCON. Um, Bufal was great. Mentioned Anaya was amazing. The goalkeeper, Bono. I mean, Anaya's playing for Angers down at the bottom end of League One. Um, I'd be very surprised if we don't see him in the Premier League sooner rather than later on the back of that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think any of that bad either has done our goalkeeping bets any harm. Uh, we had both Bono and Lavakovic. Obviously, both went out. So, um, what you've got now is uh, Bono is 13 to 8, plus 162. And then Ebi Martinez, he's playing well for Argentina. He's 7 to 4, plus 175. Uh, Lavakovic is still a prize 5 to 1. And I don't think you can put Larissa in contention, really, 6 to 1. No. Um, so, I think with a little bit of narrative, we've mentioned before that I do think um, FIFA will be looking to give Morocco something. Um, and as much as it's not a huge thing, a player award uh, is an option there. So I think I still think he's very much live. And we had a bit 20 to 1. Uh, so regardless, we've had a bit of a, a fun sweat. So, um, But yeah, you nailed this. You're, like you say, France over one and a half bars. Yeah, team total I, mean, the, uh, the, I think I got this game spot on, really. It was a few things. I did say the way France play, the, the let teams have the ball. And, and I said Morocco won't be used to that. Morocco had been used to teams dominating the possession against them. And I knew this game was going to be different. So it didn't surprise me at all to see Morocco have a lot of possession in that first half. Um, as you say, the, the, the early goal sort of changed things up massively. But right, even before that goal, first five minutes, it was Morocco having all of the ball. And you could see straight away, France will just stand off here and let you move up the pitch. They're not going to press you. You're not going to push you high up the pitch. Um, let you come and catch you on the break. And it worked out exactly like that. Um, I did say I thought France would get one in the first half and then just pick them off later on and, and sort of get away. Um, I also said I thought if, if there was anywhere where Morocco was going to have that threat, you know, it would be down the right-hand side with Ziyech uh, and Hakimi up against Theo Hernandez. I, I didn't expect Hernandez to be the one getting the goal at the other end. like. Um, but, at all, but yeah, I mean, the, the possession stats ended up 60-odd percent Morocco. And I wasn't surprised by that at all. Same, they'll, they'll play exactly the same on, on Sunday, France. They're, they're quite happy to let other teams have the ball and, and just wait and wait for their chance to catch them up the other end. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see it being very similar. But we did say before, and the injuries have, have caught up with Morocco, haven't they? They, they were out on their feet. Like, yeah. Um, they, they put up a, a good fight. I, as you say, there was a few few chances, uh, you know, hit the post and stuff like that. But I felt it was fairly comfortable for France. And France played their game exactly how they wanted it. Like, I, I don't think France would have been too surprised by by Morocco, but saw them off fairly comfortable. The other thing that worked well, I, I did mention the corner, um, sorry, the yellow cards. Yes. Uh, it was under 3.5 under 3. on the yellow cards. And we'd look at the ref and he had a really sort of, you know, he was averaging 2.3 per game in the World Cup. 
Um, Morocco and France had had fairly good disciplinary records so far. Under three and a half looked good. Um, and it worked out exactly like that. There was definitely opportunity for cards. Um, yeah. There was one given out. There was a couple of big challenges, which would any other ref would have had a yellow card out. And this ref didn't didn't want to, he wasn't interested. And there was a couple of scuffles, wasn't there, at times and um, things where another ref might have dished out one either side. Uh, so we finished up on one card. Um, I only took the under three and a half. I wish I'd went a bit lower, but um, yeah, that that came in very easily in the end. So I was happy with that. Yeah, you, you were right about that. That was a great handicap as well, Baz, because it wasn't just there was no opportunities for cards to be given out. There was plenty of opportunities. Yeah, that yeah, referee. Yeah. They decided to keep them in his pocket, so you were absolutely spot on about that. So yeah, like I said, the, the, we did all right. I think, um, yeah, both games, uh, plenty of winning picks to be had, um, and I know a few people uh, got in touch and say they'd followed as well. So uh, well done, everybody. And um, we're going to touch quickly um, on the Croatia Morocco third fourth place playoff game, which is on Saturday. Um, quite a hard game to handicap. Uh, this one, um, because no one really wants to be there. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um, tell you first about uh, WinBet, our headline sponsor. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Great promos, odds, payouts happening right now. Win bet is what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive that special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Takes and sees at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-524-700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't signed up there already, you can get that 100% deposit matchup up to 100 bucks when you use the promo code SGPN. Go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for the weekly Battle Royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN I always struggle to say battle royale Baz there there's something about the uh, the format and the words that I can't get that out that's two, two for two I've managed to nose that up um, okay third fourth place playoff Saturday afternoon 3pm UK time 10am uh, Eastern yeah I've had two, two days off and I've lost my time zones as well 10am Eastern time between Croatia and Morocco, 90-minute betting is Croatia 7-5, to five, plus 135. Uh, Morocco are 2-1, to one, and the draw is at 12-5, to five, plus 240. So keep this quick because it's not really... It's a bit of a minefield for having a bet. Um, I think everyone will just be happy to take a... I don't know why they just can't give bronze medals to everyone and send everybody home. Like, um, yeah. Seems that just another little... A little money spinner for FIFA. Uh, maybe Johnny Anfantino's. He's been off his lips today. He's been suggested all kind of bad stuff. Like he's absolutely had a mad one. Um. So yeah, I think both teams with lots of changes. Some forced, some unforced. And uh, Morocco have got no choice because everyone's knackered. And uh, what Croatia will do, I don't really know. The one thing that I think 
is certain is that Morocco will really want to win this. I think it's still a big deal for an African country and an Arab nation who have ended up where they are. And I think third place for them will still hold a lot of prestige where Croatia can take it or leave it. Like, this isn't the first rodeo. It doesn't mean anything. If they finish third or fourth, they're losing semi-finalists is what you are. Oh, sorry, beaten semi-finalists, if you want to give it a nicer term. Um, so I don't think that third place holds much. And I do think it's a bigger letdown spot for Croatia because they would want to be, or maybe were more expected to be in the final. Although Morocco were absolutely full of self-belief. Um, Morocco can still be very, very proud of what they've achieved and they'll still be buzzing and delighted, where Croatia, I think, will be more let down by, by excuse me, uh, what's happened to them. So I don't think any, neither team wants extra time. There's no fun in that. So you can put a line through the draw. I'm going to take, uh, starting point here was Morocco 2-1, win uh, at 11-1. So give me Morocco 2-1 in 90 minutes. The over two and a half goals was 9-10, minus 111. Both teams to score at 7-10, minus 142. And then Morocco to win in both teams to score was at a price of 92 plus 450. So any combo of that that you want, Baz? I, I get what you're saying about Morocco uh, and how this will this will definitely mean more to them. I think there'll be a bit more prestige, as, as you say, back in Africa. If they can pick up a third place, it'll be a good achievement. Uh, so I do I do get that. I mean, the first thing for me, definitely recommend low stakes on this game. It, it's not a game you want to get heavily involved in because it really could be anything. Um, I struggled a little bit knowing which way to go, and I think my my decision on that will probably come down to um, the lineups. As you say, I think there will be a lot of changes. I think Dykes Ziyech and Amrabat and some of the, the bigger players from Morocco are, are all doubtful. Um, there's a few doubts, sorry, and players, a lot of them players might just want to be taking it easy now with one eye on getting back to domestic football. Um, so I definitely want to have a look at the lineups. If Morocco are strong and, and Croatia do rest everybody, then then you know you're probably going in the right direction. But it's similar. tricky. If Croatia are strong, I think they have got a bit more quality, and I reckon Morocco are out on their feet now. Um, the only thing I, I mean, Belgium beat England two 0 in this last time. I would never have been able to tell you that score if I hadn't looked it up. Yeah, absolutely, really no idea myself. This game. Means nothing to anybody. Um, prior to that, we had ten consecutive over two point five. You had to go back to the nineteen seventies for that to have been an unders in this game. So history of goals: um, six of the last ten, I think, have gone over three and a half. So there's loads of goals in it. And if this game was anything but a third place game in the World Cup, the unders would be a really short price between these two game teams, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's around evens, you can get a, get it under. And I, I was leaning towards that. I think it could still be low scoring, 1-0 either way. Maybe it was a 1-1 one, one in 90 minutes. Um, so I was looking at the unders at evens. But I also fancy Croatia. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Morocco, as I say, make quite a lot of changes. Far too many injuries. Players who won't want to take too many risks before they go back to start playing domestically. Croatia got a bit more quality about them, so... My idea at the moment is is Croatia at around thirteen to ten, but it is hugely dependent on the team lineups. If if Morocco go really strong and, and Croatia don't, I'll probably go in the overs, uh, the unders for me at evens. So I'm between the two, thirteen to ten Croatia, and the unders. But it it's, it's low stakes and it's and it's dependent on on the teams on the day. 
Uh, it's probably a good job we kept that brief then because I've gone Morocco and overs and you've gone Croatia yeah. and under. So absolutely yeah. no use. Anyway. Can you hear any commotion going on in the background here? Not a thing. Honestly, Bob's playing Rocket League through there and he's the noisiest little guest there ever lived. What? I mean, I don't know how he can get so into it. Like shouting and bawling, swearing at kids. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, he'd be getting a clip round the ear when I finished recording this in 20 minutes like um, so we move on to the main event World Cup final uh, on Sunday the 18th um, again 3pm kickoff in the UK 10am Eastern time between Argentina and France um, it's a pick'em it is a match um, take your pick each of two both teams are nine to five to win this in 90 minutes. Um, the draw is at two to one to qualify, not qualify, to lift the trophy even. Um, again, as you'd expect, both teams can't be split nine to 10 uh, each of two. So minus one eleven. So a proper head scratcher here, no favorites at all. Books can't split them. Um, Argentina made it here um, out of their group. They lost 2-1 to Saudi. Have since beaten Mexico 2-0, beaten Poland 2-0, qualified out their group. Then have beaten Australia 2-1, drew 2-2 with the Netherlands, won on pens and beat Croatia 3-0. France beat Australia 4-1, Denmark 2-1, lost 0-1 to Tunisia in the dead rubber. Um, and then the knockout stage, beat Poland 3-1, beat England 2-1, Beat Morocco 2-0. Both teams to score yet is at plus 100. The over uh, two and a half is set at plus 150. So um, plus money on that. The over-under is juiced very much towards the under. Um, Baz, do you want to lead us off with... um, You lead us off with Argentina? uh, Or do you want me to and you can take France? or any, Any preference? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I mean, I was going to... Uh, I've, I've written down here a few things, first of all. I mean, just looking at the, the recent World Cup final history, France won 4-2 last time out against Croatia. Uh, prior to that, 0-0 in 90 minutes in 2014, 0-0 in 90 minutes in 2010, 1-1 2006, 2-0 2002. So low scoring is quite popular, apart from the last one. Uh, the four prior to that were all under two and a half. Uh, extra time required in in three of the last four. Um, so as you say, the unders will definitely be popular. It is a very short price, four to seven. Um, Argentina. Um, I, I mean, I'm on them for the tournament, and I'm I'm sticking with them here. I think I think they'll win it. Um, Take that first game, you know, the first game obviously lost 2-1 against Saudi Arabia. Since then, they've scored at least two in every game. Um, and and I don't know, you, you've sort of thrown us by asking us to talk about Argentina. Cause I, was well, I can do that, Buzz. It's fine. All, all in ge- is a general game, really, rather than singling them out. Um, but yeah, I mean, they scored at least two in all the games. And we said before the semi-final... Um, Despite the fact they sort of made hard work of it against Netherlands in the end, and 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 even the Australia game in a, in, a, in a way went went down to the wire, they just seemed to have control of the games for from the vast majority of it. Uh, I think they've really worked their way into the tournament. 
um, culminating in that 3-0 against Croatia where they really did look comfortable, they looked good going forward. Um, Croatia never really caused them any threat. A lot of that's on Croatia, really. Um, so, yeah, I think they have grown and grown as, as the tournament's gone on. And even, even though the results in some of those knockout stages didn't look comfortable, the performance itself was generally, you know, they're the getting too ahead, too ahead in most of these games and then just keeping teams at bay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll let you talk France for a bit and then I'll, I'll let you know what my thoughts are uh, on the actual game itself. Yeah, so just on Argentina, two of the words that you've used there, Baz, are both words that I've got written down here, which were control and comfortable. Uh, they lost to Saudi, but really they could have bought them. Um, and since then, apart from the last eight minutes against Cambridge United and the last 10 minutes against Australia, they have pretty much been in control. I think the defence looks shaky on paper. Uh, Onto Mendy is a bit of a concern, but he's actually played really well. Um, Messi's the narrative he's playing really well especially when they get on top um, Alvarez is doing good uh, France France have been steady they beat nothing in the group that they shouldn't have done really um, particularly with Denmark being uh, underperforming as badly as they did that really opened things up for uh, for France the round of 16 Poland were one of the weakest teams I saw in this tournament um, and then they were second best against England uh, didn't really convince and then and then they got past a, a beat up Morocco team which we kind of expected them to do they were short price favourites um, in terms of my analysis then Baz um, oh, team totals so over one and a half goals uh, for each team um, Argentina has cashed that in five of the six games Indeed, they've cashed that five in a row. That Saudi game first up was the only one they've missed. Uh, France have also cashed that in five of their six games. They missed out against Tunisia, which was the dead rubber where they changed the whole team. Um, both at two to one, they are. So Argentina to score over one and a half is two to one. France to score over one and a half is two to one. So you can take both of those for a profit if you want. Uh, not really very fancy, but uh, you put 20 quid on each of those. Um, it's going to pay you a one to two shot. You'll get 60 back for your 40. Uh, both teams are four for six um, on over uh, two and a half goals in the game. Um, so the plus 150 price is pretty much exactly right. That's fair. However, in the knockout, uh, <coughs> excuse me, struggling here, Baz, um, in the knockout stages, um, they're five for six uh, between them. Um, on over two and a half goals. Uh, that Mor- uh, the Morocco game is the only one that's landed under two and a half of the six knockout games they've played between them. So recency would give that um, over two and a half a chance. Um, I like both teams to score and even money. Uh, Argentina have had three clean sheets, uh, but France is only uh, clean sheet. Oh, sorry, France's only blank was in that dead rubber against Tunisia. So I think they can get on the score sheet and they've got a lot of better players than uh, some of the teams that Argentina have played. My starting point here was Argentina 2, France 1. Um, Bob co-signed that as well. I shouted over to him last night. I said, Bob, what's it all going to be? 2-1 RGs is what he said. Um, so that's a price of 12 to 1. That brings in um, Argentina at 9 to 10. Uh, minus 
111. It would bring in that um, over two and a half, which you said historically um, hasn't got a great shout, plus 150. And both teams to score at even money. Um, I looked at first half goals, Baz. Again, in the knockout stages, games four, five and six, Argentina and France have scored in the first half of all of them. Um, six for six. So a first half goal is the price of three to five, uh, minus 166. So it is a little bit skinny. Um, if we get a bit more adventurous, you could go over one and a half first half goals. Is it three to one? I actually prefer exactly one first half goal plus 150 price of um, uh, six to four. Or... Um, Two first half goals is at four to one. So you can bet both of those. And basically, if you eliminate, you're eliminating three first half goals um, by, and then taking out that three to five. So if I, I do think um, there's, there's trends pointing towards that. Um, and I've got one other, I've got kind of one prop play on the corners, but we'll come back to that in a bit. Bad. So yeah, that, they're my main plays on the, on the outcome who's going to win and how they're going to win. So uh, where did you land? Yeah, similar. I mean, as I say, the unders will be popular purely down to the sort of history of the World Cup final being low scoring. But I, I think it's far too short. And I'm not sure either of these teams are particularly great defensively. I know, I'm, I'm as you say, the results for Argentina, they've had quite a few clean sheets, but I, I, I still think they've, they've got a mistake. And then France, I, I can see scoring both teams to score. Definitely something I like. The France defence, as we know, they've only, con- they've only kept one clean sheet. Um, lesser teams than Argentina have caused them problems at times. Um, and, and I think the same again here. So I think the value is in the overs at 6-4. 6-4 um, for that it is worth a go. Both teams, interest, both teams to score interest me at, at evens. Um, and the... The, the two pointers for me was Argentina scoring two in in all but one game. As you said, France have got a very similar record, and France conceding in every game just makes me think there's there's potential for goals here. Neither of them are are entirely convincing at the back. Um, as I say, Argentina over one point five. Similar to what you said, um, I, I'd, I'd put down the same thing. Both over one point five team goals, two to one. I'd wrote the same. You're getting sort of one to two if one yeah. of them comes in. Let's not forget they could both come in and you get yes, paid out correct, on yeah. both of them. So it's not it's not necessarily a one to two shot. There's there's a chance of a bit more value. But I, I picked out the Argentina over 1.5 or two to one would be the one for me. Um, I don't think the France defence is anything to be afraid of. If anything, I, I think I'd, I'd have thought Croatia might oppose more of a defensive problem for Argentina and that, that didn't prove to be the case to put three past Croatia. Um, so yeah, I'll take the over 1.5 Argentina goals at two to one. I'll stretch it out a little bit and go for over two and a half at sevens as well. Um, but as I say, I, I can see there being goals on either side. Um, wouldn't put anyone off the both teams to score or the overs. I think the overs six to four is, is a really good bet. So they they would be the two main ones for me. Argentina over one point five at twos and six to four on the over two and a half. So it covers the opportunity. You know, I'm I'm invested in Argentina winning the thing. Yeah, I'll take the overs. And if France, you know, if Argentina get a goal, then worst case scenario, France come back and win it. That make me overs comes in. Both teams to score things like that all come in. 
Um, um, yeah, a couple of other sorry. things I've picked out. I don't know whether you want me to jump in now or crack on. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I'll just point out one thing, Baz. That I've I've got um, on the back of all this, this goal scenario uh, that I've hidden away down the bottom of my notes here is that France and Argentina have scored in both halves in all six of those six knockout games that they've played. Um, so they're both four to one to score in both halves. So again, it's another way of just dressing up that kind of thing we were talking about the. My, or what I was talking about, the first half goals, over half, one, two first half goals, something like that. But they're both at four to one. So again, um, you can make some profit by taking both of them. Um, all of these things, nil-nil, completely fucks me over. I don't need a nil-nil half time. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a long and expensive second half of this lands half uh, nil-nil half time. But yeah, so f- four to one was another was another way of playing around that theme uh, because, it, like I say. Uh, six knockout games, and they've both scored in each half of, of all of those. So, um, okay, Baz, keep going. Yeah. So uh, next thing up for me um, was on the referee. We, we've done well on this in the, yes. the semi final, so I've had another little look. Ref for the game is um, Simon Morsiniak. I think it's Poland. Is that the Polish fella? Yeah. Yeah. He's ref two games in the World Cup so far. Two cards in one game, three cards in another. So he's averaging two and a half cards a game. Small sample size there, two games. So I looked a bit further back. In the Nations League, he's, he's um, done two games recently um, in the build-up of the tournament. Two games, he gave out 14 cards. Five in one game, nine in another. Uh, and also Champions League this year, he's done four Champions League games, an average around 3.75 cards. So uh, his World Cup record is not, he's not dishing out loads. Um but beyond that, he's got a bit of a record. So, although he's been low for cards in the World Cup, um, as I say, a small sample size. And I was thinking, looking over his season as a whole, over three and a half was, was probably where I'd go. Because you can see it possibly getting a bit chippy in this. Argentina have got it in them, having it to be a little bit dirty. And the other thing is, it is the potential sort of one goal margin late on time wasting and all that sort of stuff comes in. So I, I was looking to get on over three and a half and was surprised to find the line's actually quite a bit higher. So the bookies are probably of the same mind. They've got the line at four and a half, over 4.5 at evens. So instead of that, um, I found both teams to get two cards or more uh, at even money. So same price as the over four and a half, but you've got the two either side in, in your favour. Yeah. Um, so I'll take the two two cards per team at evens. Um I say I think I, I prefer that slightly over the, the over four point five. Um yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh like that, Baz. Your ref stuff's been decent. Um won't surprise you to learn I'm gonna head back to the corners. Just because it worked out nicely in the semi finals for me. And really there's the same thing, but I think my point Last time was that France had had two against England, just and only conceded five. Uh, Morocco really weren't going to attack, and it's that uh, Mbappe down the left-hand side, cuts in onto his right foot. Uh, so against Morocco, France had two corners again. Morocco had three. Um, and then you're looking for a similar pattern on the other side, and kind of got one. Uh, Argentina had two corners just against Croatia, uh, who had four. So again, no totals there. Um, 
Archies have been up and down a little bit. They, they had eight against the Dutch, but then only one against Australia, who had three. So four corners in that one. They only had four against Mexico, uh, who had two. Um, now, the bookies are onto this a little bit. So the line last time was nine. We had to, we went down all the way from nine. This time, the, the lines are eight. So they've shaved one off for us. Um, the one market I did find, and you might have to have a little look around to see if your book does this, is the multi-corners market, Baz. And the multi-corners is you take the number of corners in the first half and multiply it by the number of corners in the second half. And that's your total. So the line here is set at 14 and a half. Um, each side is minus 111, um, 14 and a half. So you're losing here uh, if it gets to 15. Uh, so that would be sort of three corners in the first half and five corners in the second half. Or four times four is 16, something like that. You're winning with a three times four or a four times three because that's going to come in at 12. Or really, if you get any half with two corners in, then you're in good shape because the other half would have to have eight. Two times eight would get to 16. Even two times seven then is going to get you to 14. So that's a price. Of, the under there is a price of nine to 10, minus 111. Um, so I, like I say, I just think you, the way you're losing, either four times four or three times five, and that's not really happened um, either team. So yeah, a little bit of a, a speculative one, but it's, it's falling into... It's fallen into the, the pattern that, that we've established um, in several of the games that both, the team, both of these teams have played. Yeah. You happy with that? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I like the thinking. Well, one thing that would go in your favour, um, you mentioned the, the anomaly there for Argentina was that game against Netherlands where they got eight corners. Do you realise seven of those were in extra time? Because no, uh, that's fucking great news. We're going to scribble I, I that actually, shit out there. I, I, actually back, I, I backed it part way through. Um, they got a couple of corners, and it looked. You might remember that extra time before the penalty shootout. Argentina were relentless in the second half of extra time, just bombing down, and it was corner after corner after corner. So I remember um, quite clearly there was there was seven in in that extra time period. I'd, I'd backed it to be four, five, six. Didn't didn't go as far as seven, but um, yeah, I mean obviously. So, yeah, in that game, only one in the 90 minutes, which which is another sort of tick in the box for you. So, yeah. so the last yeah, like, team, uh, the, yeah, the, that puts Argentina on 2-1-1 one, and one, and France on 2-2. Two two. Um, yeah, haven't conceded 4-2-3-5. So none of that is multiplying to over 14 and a half. So, yeah, got some decent data that. That's uh, picked me up as well done. Good spot. Yeah. The only other thing I've got is, uh, you know, Cry again on the old bet builders. We've we've not hit one yet. I've had a few where I've got three out of four um, and not quite finished the job. But we've got another one here for you today. So um, starting off with pr- pretty much following everything I've sort of said here. Over two point five was my starting point. Um, Alvarez anytime goal scorer. Alvarez. Two attempts on goal. So, obviously, if he's the anytime goal scorer, he only needs one more. It's not even a shot on target. That's just a shot on goal. So, Alvarez anytime. Alvarez, two shots on goal. Over 2.5 cards, um, which I said I fancied. Anyway, and the final one in there is Otamendi, over 69 passes. Uh, he's been the sort of leader in the passes for, for Argentina in most of the games. I've said before, I think France will allow Argentina a lot of the ball. Otamendi over 69 passes. 
takes that bet builder up to 10 to 1. So that's over 2.5 goals. Alvarez anytime. Alvarez, two shots on goal. Over 2.5 cards and Ottie Mendy over 69 passes. 10 to 1. Uh, okay, I like that, Baz. Yeah, we need to hit one of these big ones. I've got one more as well. Um, play just from a little mark I spotted. And this was Argentina to score a penalty. It's 6 to 1. Uh, they've had four so far um, in six games. Um, what I've written down is this is scientific. You like this, Baz. Messi wriggles about and Hugo Loris is a buffoon. And that's my handicap for that. So, yeah, six to one. If you combine those two things, Messi wriggling about and Loris being a buffoon. Um, Has he got to score it? Did he say to score a penalty or to win a penalty? He's got to score it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd be, that would be a sickener if they get one and he misses. Uh, would I, but... Uh, yeah. It's not a bad shout. I mean, as I say, we, we've seen the way England won two in uh, against France. Saka got cleaned out and... and uh, Mount got cleaned out, so they've, they've got it in. Upa Mercado was fit as well. He was dying Morocco to give away a penalty the other one. day. Hey? Yeah, the Morocco Morocco should have had one the other day. I thought I thought that was a pen. Oh, when he booked Buffal. Yeah, Buffal got booked for getting brought down. Yeah, he gave the foul there on on the other way, didn't he? So France have definitely got it in them to to give away a penalty. So that's not a bad shout at all. I like that. Need to find out what Gaz Bainbridge thinks of that. And then we'll know, Baz, if it was a penalty or not. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's uh, the World Cup final. Handicap to the hilt. All the picks have been made. Uh, Baz, anything we've missed out? Anything else you need to tell the people? No, I think that's that's us covered. Until, uh, until after the game, we'll be back on Sunday, won't we? We'll go over the tournament as a whole. Yeah. The final and uh, wrap it up. That's exactly what we're going to do. Do you know where we've got football on Sunday morning, Baz? 10 o'clock kickoff. Where? Away in Annick. That's going to be cancelled, isn't it? Frozen. Well, you'd think. No, it's still good, apparently. People don't know the northern English geography. Annick, how many miles is away from about 50 miles north of here? I yeah. mean, it's a long way for to take a load of 10-year-old kids for a kickabout in sub-zero temperatures. Um, so I'm not really very impressed about that. So if I'm still alive, Baz, then you're right, we will be back on Sunday evening to unpack the entire tournament um, and maybe just give us a little leg up on the Premier League Gambling Podcast, which is coming soon. Um, the feed is just going to change. You don't have to resubscribe or anything. We'll do a seamless overnight rebrand and then we'll be out spouting this shit, but about just different kinds of football. So, um, What are you doing tonight, Baz? Are you going to have a few boozes or are you just going to... Relax. I'm off. The, I'm off the booze tonight. I think um, the missus is cooking cooking dinner at the moment. Nice. Bit of pasta, bit of pasta on the go. Creamy garlic, chickeny pasta. No. Uh, so it'll be a quiet night in front of the telly tonight. Yeah, I'm going to do that, and then at about 11 p.m., I'm going to remember with a heavy heart that I've got to go out into the cold, dark night and retrieve all my casino tables from St James's Park. Um, and come home sad and grumpy. But when that's done, hopefully I can not move for the rest of the weekend. If this Anik game gets called off, um, so if anyone's listening in Anik, get down there and stick your heel in the pitch and send us a message saying it's definitely called off. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Enjoy the match. Um, it doesn't happen very often. The World Cup final comes around once every four years. So enjoy it. I hope it's a good game. Um, the tournament itself, although I believe 
Qatar have contributed absolutely nothing to it. Uh, in isolation, I think it's been quite good fun. So I hope the final uh, matches up with that. And even if it doesn't, you're going to get some drama at some point because it can't just stay nil-nil forever. We'll get a penalty shootout. So good luck with all your bets. Um, enjoy it. Look out for us. We'll live stream on Sunday night, a little recap. Um, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Thank you.